Blackley, too. Mr. Blackley is the incumbent. One couldn't have a more delightful parson than Mr. Blackley, but he is sometimes a little slow when a decision has to be taken. I think Blackley's quite right not to bother his head over anything so rubbishing. This came from a darkly frowning young man, understood by Appleby to be the Osprey's only son, the Honourable Adrian Osprey. The Ospreys, although they'd been barons through several centuries, had never contrived to yank themselves into an earldom, so Adrian, during his father's lifetime, was just a mere on. It was possible to wonder whether Adrian Osprey, whose temperament seemed to be distinctly saturnine, contrived to manufacture a grievance out of this lowly status. So the, the the matter of the bats in the belfry is a little hanging fire, Appleby asked. He was now tolerably assured that the bats were actual bats and not metaphorical ones in the head of some other difficult relative. The bats up there have become really troublesome. It seems so, Daddy Osprey said. I am myself quite fond of bats in their proper place. We have them in the park, you know, and they have perfectly adequate roosting areas, if that's the proper term, in a disused barn at the home farm. In the dusk they come quite near to us here, and they particularly like the moat. Lady Osprey paused on this, and it was clear that she conscientiously took satisfaction in the Ospreys having such a medieval appurtenance to their dwelling. The moat has some quite deep pools in places, but in others it is simply rather soggy, and no doubt breeds the midges and things the bats feed on. Everything in its place, I say, and I don't even object to picnickers in the park if they keep their distance. But I feel that bats are not quite in their right place in churches, and in our church the creatures appear to wake up at the wrong time and come down so that they frighten the village children in the choir. And the children are the choir. I don't know why it is, but there are now no grown-ups left in it. These rambling remarks failing to elicit comment from the guests at large, Lord Osprey had to take up the tale. At first it seemed simple enough, he said. Bat the belfry bats. Go after them as if they were so many death-watch beetles. But then some confounded woman came and upset Brackley, well-connected and so on, from the cruelty to animals. I subscribed to them, as a matter of fact, so you might think they would leave us alone, but not a bit of it. Bats, it seems, are a threatened species, like badgers and foxes. It seems there would be no foxes left if one didn't have hunts to go chasing and hallooing after them. I have to subscribe there, too, you know, even although I don't at all regard myself as a landowner. A dozen farms to keep an eye on, of course. But you have to go back a good many generations to find any Ospreys as landed proprietors in a big way. And nobody in the small group of guests who had lingered to a civil three o'clock found any remark with which to follow up this genealogical information, so Judith Appleby returned firmly to the bats. There is a great deal of misconception about bats, she said. Hardly anyone knows, for example, that they make excellent pets. Those village children ought to be told about that. A bat in a good home responds quickly to affection, and it doesn't need to be fed from expensive tins. 
Very true, an elderly woman called Miss Minichip said. If the children cease to be scared of them, the bats, as they drop down at matins, might join in the benedicite. Oh, all ye fowls of the air, bless ye the Lord, praise him and magnify him forever. Ananias, Azarias, and Mizel oughtn't to be left to do all the work, Miss Minichip reflected for a moment. And more simply, she then added, Recall that blessed are they that dwell in thy house. The psalm explicitly mentions sparrows and swallows, but it says nothing about excluding bats. Not unnaturally, this speech occasioned general bewilderment. One or two people, realizing that Miss Minichip had been quoting scripture, looked actively disapproving. Lord Osprey, although not perhaps a very observant man, did observe this and firmly wound up the topic. A tricky matter for Brackley, he said. Either act